Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be 25 Reasons Why Donald Trump Won the Election. Well, this is not the video that I had planned on doing this week, but I've been getting so many people asking me on Twitter and in the comments on YouTube and sending me emails to give my perspective on the election and why Trump won and how it relates to what I teach in my book. So I put together a list of 25 reasons, things that are obvious that, that tie into what I talk about in my book, whether it's exhibiting alpha male or alpha female qualities and energy and the vibe depending on whether you're a man or a woman and how being centered in your natural essence, whether it's masculine or feminine energy, causes you to be perceived as the leader, the alpha and people around you will submit to you and follow your lead. So I have a quote that I wrote and then I'm going to just go through these items one by one. And there's actually a lot more things in 25 that I could come up with, but you know, I don't want this video to be 2 or 3 hours long. I just figured cuz I've been talking about this basically since day 1 when I listened to him in I think it was like June, middle of June 2015 announced, I listened to that speech, I looked at his body language, I looked at his physiology. And I was first thing that I I, I felt since I was like this guy's going to be our next president. I've never seen anybody ever speak like this, speak this way or from the heart and talk the way he did. And throughout the election we got to know his wife, got to know his kids and the people around him, especially know a lot more about his companies and the more I listened to him and especially when everybody started attacking him and the way he responded and he never fucking backed down and after listening to his wife Melania in interviews, how she pursued him in their courtship, she got his phone number, called him. He was actually on a date with another woman when they met. It's just he completely embodies everything that I talk about and I teach. And every time I've discussed this over the past year and a half, I always get lots of nasty emails or comments from people who are telling me I was an idiot, I'm full of shit, I don't know what I'm talking about, I need to stay in my lane, I need to s stick with life coaching or dating and relationships and not venture off into that area. But people that say that, it's like there's a quote in the back of my book and I reference this all the time. And it's a Thomas Jefferson quote and it says, Enlighten the people generally and tyranny and oppressions of body and mind will vanish like evil spirits at the dawn of day. And that's what we're seeing. It, just everything that's going on around the world, whether it's Trump getting elected or Brexit. I mean it's like when something happens, it, it literally spreads across the globe in a matter of minutes. Whereas 10, 15, 20 years ago, the only way we found out about anything that was going on on the other opposite side of the globe from wherever you happened to be living was if the news decided to report you and tell you about it. And it's just amazing what Twitter has done, Facebook, social media, Instagram. It's completely removed the media from the equation. Because to get our information in the past, we always had to rely on the media to give us the truth and tell us what was going on. And what we see now is just – it's just they're totally losing all of their fucking credibility as a journalistic institution. So the quote that I wrote says, Alpha masculine and feminine energy is the energy of leadership, certainty 
and competence. A man who is centered in his masculine energy with a vision and purpose is almost unstoppable. A man who is not centered in his masculine energy is too timid, weak, and uncertain to overcome challenges and become what he needs to be to accomplish his goals and dreams. The same goes for a woman who is not centered in her feminine energy. Voters will always choose an authentic alpha male or alpha female over a phony and inauthentic man or woman who is not centered in their natural masculine or feminine energy respectively. Before I get into it, there was a quote that I saw just before I was about to start shooting this video and it was shared on – because most of my time, like for those of you – I sometimes comment on YouTube and, and occasionally Facebook. I'm hardly ever on Facebook. But I most of my time when I am commenting, if for those of you that are interested, I discuss anything and everything on Twitter, whether it's self-help, whether it's politics, whether it's just understanding people in general. And what I basically teach is how to understand people and why they do what they do so you can use that to your advantage in your own life and get the things that you want. And so if you're inclined, obviously my Twitter handle is at Coach Corey Wayne. Go follow me there if you're interested in discussing those things. So the, the quote for that I saw was uh, it was actually a – well, first I'm going to read the quote and then you may be surprised at who said it. And the quote says, if you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. Malcolm X said that. I thought that was interesting. I had to share that with you. So let's go through each item one by one. The first one, first reason why Trump won. Number one, he has a multi-decade track record of successful management and leadership experience of a multi-billion dollar company. When he was young, his father gave him a loan. I think it was about a million dollars, his first loan. And this was late 60s, early 70s, I think, when he did his first project and obviously he's turned that into a multi-billion dollar enterprise. You don't become a billionaire by being a clown or a fucking idiot or totally incompetent. If you're any of those things, you go out of business and nobody knows who the fuck you are. If you look – and I have a building background. My background is engineering and construction management. I used to work for the largest builder in the world in the 90s. So when I listen to him talk – or I look at his projects, he knows what the fuck he's doing. I, you look at like the Mar-a-Lago property, if any of you have ever been down there to see it, it's fucking gorgeous. His towers in New York or his golf courses, everything is five star, first class. The people that work there are really fucking sharp. These things are profitable. I think he has somewhere around like 500 companies and out of those 500 companies, I think he's closed down or bankrupted two or three over the years, that's pretty fucking good track record. When you're a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, things change, the economy changes, you may start a business and you may end up closing it down. People gave a lot of heat about, oh, well, he, he closed down his casinos and screwed people over, contractors didn't get paid, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the way the whole construction industry is set up because they used to work in it is that the way the general, general contractor works, the general contractor usually works for the developer who's, in this case, Trump was the developer for his 
his casino projects. And he had a builder, I assume that either he built it or he had a, usually a general, hired a general contractor. And the way the general contractor works is that they pay when paid. At the end of the month, the general contractor submits an invoice that includes all the invoices from for the subcontractors that work underneath them. And the way the construction contracts are written is if something happens to the developer or the owner of the property and we don't get paid as a general contractor, we're not a bank, if we don't get paid, you don't get paid. If you don't like those terms, you don't do the job. It's, it's as simple as that. That's the way it is. And having worked in that industry for other people, especially like when I was working in South Beach in the early 90s, there were some owners that we did work for that went belly up, bankrupt. And you know, I watched the contract that I worked for. They lost two, three hundred grand on, on one particular job. Where they had, we had almost $300,000 of our own money in labor costs and everything else that were invested in this project that we simply didn't get paid for because the developer ran out of money, didn't sell enough units, and it went bankrupt. And if you look at the whole casino industry in New, in New Jersey, it's, it's all completely gone out of business. And if you're an entrepreneur for four or five decades and you have 500 different companies and you end up bankrupting two or three or four of them, pretty good fucking track record. That's just the way it is. If you've ever followed any of the tech startups, something you see – I mean look at the dot-com boom in the 90s. Lots of people put money up and poof. You don't like the risk, then you don't invest your money. You don't like the risk, then you don't do the work. But 100% of the construction projects that are, that are done in the United States of America and I would venture to guess probably the rest of the world has done the same way because I worked for companies. We did a lot of international work as well and those contracts were written the same fucking way which is if the general contractor doesn't get paid, the developer goes out of business or that company goes bust, nobody gets paid. You don't like the risk, you don't do the fucking job. It's just it's the way it is. If you're a general contractor or an electrician or an HVAC contractor and you do 20 different jobs, there might be one or two of them out of those 20 that you're just not going to get paid for. And that's that's the rub. That's just the way the business is. Again, you don't like the risk, don't do the work. But when you look at his company as a whole, he's done a very good job of running it and all the people that are working for him, he's got people in all shapes, sizes, skin colors, ethnic backgrounds, sexual orientations. He strictly hires people based upon their competence. And when they suck and they don't work out and they ain't getting a job done, what is he known for? You're fired. That's what a competent manager does. If you look at I mean we've had basically three totally incompetent presidents over the last – since basically the last 20 years and they fucking sucked. And if you look at their background, none of them had any successful management experience running anything. When somebody gets exposed as doing a shitty job, I mean look, look how long Bush kept Rumsfeld around when the Iraq war was just fucking spiraling out of control. And he finally got fired because he got so much outside pressure from the media. But I mean nobody gets fired when they do a shitty job. It's when, what I like about him versus a Hillary Clinton is that he, at least he has business experience. He's outcome focused. If the outcome isn't being achieved, then you get fired and somebody else gets brought in. And if that person can't do the job, they get fucking fired. Whereas the way things are now, it's, I mean they hire based upon how – 
what what kind of co campaign contributions you sent their way or what you did for the campaign. I mean, it's like a high school fucking popularity contest. I mean, why should any of us be surprised, no matter where you live, how our governments are a complete clusterfuck because we have nothing but incompetent people working there. So we got four years to see what happens. I mean, he could totally fall on his face and do a shitty job, but obviously if you look at his track record over many decades, he's a very successful, savvy, smart business guy. He builds first-class properties and he does a fucking first-class job. I mean, if you look at the post office recently, it got done under budget and it got done early. How great is that? How many people do you see doing that in government? When does government ever – I mean look at the F-35, the fighter or our aircraft carriers or any of our weapon systems. Eventually we get them right but they end up costing 100 times what they were originally budgeted. We don't have competent people running our country and it doesn't matter where you are. At the end of the day, we got four years. If he falls flat on his face, which I don't think he will. We can always elect somebody else. We can always go back to electing career politicians. But obviously he cares about doing a good job. He wants to do a good job. I mean think about it. For his reputation, what does he need this for? He's a fucking billionaire. Give the dude a fucking chance. Number two, Hillary Clinton has no successful track record of ever managing anything successfully. You look at the job that she did as Secretary of State. I mean the fucking Middle East is a fucking absolute clusterfuck. It's a total disaster. Like all the people – I mean right now as we're sitting here in your comfy chair, wherever you are in the world, in your nice air-conditioned room, there's still between two and 3,000 Yazidi women of all ages, some of them 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old little girls that are being raped right now anally and vaginally dozens of times a day while we're sitting here having this nice little discussion and you're drinking your coffee or your tea or you're doing your workout or whatever you are you taking your commute in your car whatever you happen to be doing right now there are women being fucking raped anally vaginally little girls have nine ten years old having their tongues nailed to tables and raped by dozens of different men every day and you think about that and what that does to their body and if that doesn't fucking bother you maybe you should check your pulse because you're fucking dead inside and you feel nothing so if you don't have a problem with that, I mean you need to do some serious thinking. And that was all avoidable. It should have never fucking happened. And that is what happens when you elect a president, somebody like Barack Obama has zero management experience. He had no fucking clue what he was doing. And it was only once it looked like all of Iraq was going to fall and implode and end in a mass genocide that he finally – allowed the military to go back into the theater and stop the advance of ISIS. And that's just a historical fact. It's the way it is. I mean, even Colin Powell, who actually endorsed Hillary Clinton if you in the WikiLeaks emails, what did he he basically said that she was totally incompetent and narcissistic and full of herself. Hubris, I think it was the exact word that he used. But yet he still endorses her. And that leads me to number three. Endorsements don't mean shit. I mean, whether it's a celebrity or a pundit or a politician, it really doesn't matter who endorses who. We don't fucking care. Because if it would have mattered, 
All the celebrities that endorsed Hillary, we would have listened to all. She would have won on a landslide, but it didn't fucking happen. And the other thing is, you had several people endorse Trump, and then when certain things happened, they unendorsed him. And then like a fucking floppy cock, they reendorsed him a few, few days or a week or so later when it looked like it was okay to endorse him and ride on his fucking coattails. And the people that did that, they were up for election. They all got beat. It pissed the voters off because the voters looked at it and said. You're fucking disloyal. You're either in or you're out. You're either on the you're either ride or die. You're either on the team or you're not. And they paid for it at the ballot box. There was a woman, I can't think of her name, who everybody was you know, batting her name around for defense secretary the other day until Trump came out and said, It's not gonna happen. She didn't win her election. She lost. And she was up in the polls until she unendorsed him. We are fucking sick of these weak ass people who are worried about being perceived a certain way. We want somebody that's strong, that has a fucking spine, that will stand up for what they believe in. And like I said a year and a half ago, I thought it would be a great thing if Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump were the two finalists. And obviously, I'll get to Bernie Sanders in a little while. Number four, the mainstream media has totally lost credibility. Simply... People simply do not trust them because they have been proven to be patently dishonest, incompetent propagandists instead of journalists. Journalism is dead. If your only source of news and information is CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or CNBC, you are absolutely ignorant. Or it's the New York Times for that matter. If that's where you get all your news and information, you have no fucking clue what's going on around the world and that's just a fact of life i mean look at my twitter account look at all the people that i follow and look who follows me back i'm not going to say any more than that i mean i how many of you watch c-span how many of you when guys like general petraeus go and testify for two hours how many of you will actually sit there and listen to his testimony for two or three hours or the director of the fbi goes and does it i do those things i know what's going on I work with a lot of people in governments, people that are – that work in the different embassies around the world, a lot of people in the military and when we have time, we talk about things. We talk about shop. I read their books. They read mine. Number five, a leader communicates a clear vision, hires the right people to execute that vision and manages those people to ensure that vision is successfully executed. Everybody was saying, hey, if Trump wins, the stock market will crash. Well, what happened? The very next day, the stock market hit an all-time high after he got elected. It didn't fucking crash or plummet, just like they said would happen after Brexit. Oh, this guy's going to fall. You can't vote for this. You can't vote for that person. People feel safe and comfortable. It's like this: the vibe has changed. Now, you know, I wish I could say I was 100% certain from day one that he would win. I thought he would win. I believed he would win. But there were times where I was like, Phew. I mean, it's amazing when your own party's against you. Obviously, the other party's against you. Celebrities are against you. The media is completely against you. But the beauty is with Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Trump was able to communicate directly to the people. And the one thing that the media did without – I don't think they really realized it. But he got, they got great ratings anytime they put him on TV. 
is especially those first, at least through all the primaries, when he would do a rally, they would just put on the rally because he was just talking and just completely speaking off the cuff and they'd let him talk. And that was the first time I've ever seen a politician be able to get up and just day after day, you could turn on any of the networks and if he was given a rally, it'd be there'd be no commercials. It would just be unfiltered access. But once the general election started after the conventions, they stopped all that shit. They'd give a few minutes here and there and then cut them off and then you'd have a bunch, six or eight or ten talking heads telling you what everything he said meant and, oh, he's a racist, he's a xenophobe, he's an Islamophobe and all these other isms that they fucking label him with and it's just... I'm just sick of those people. You know, I mean, come on. What value do they really add to our society? Journalists are supposed to be the most informed people, but when you actually listen to them and you spend some time on your own learning things, you realize they don't have a fucking clue. They have no idea what's going on in the world. Even Ben Rhodes, Barack Obama's, what is he? He's one of his um, national security guys said that six, eight months ago. That they're, they're fucking idiots. He's like the people that are the White House press corps. Their average age is like 27 years old. They have no fucking clue what's going on in the world and they come to us and we tell them what's going on and then that's what they go and report. There's no fact checking. It's just, I mean, it's just blatant outright propaganda. You can't, I don't believe anything I see in the mainstream media anymore. They're as useless as tits on a borog. They're going the way of the dinosaur. Number six, Donald Trump has a real relationship with his wife. There's really – I mean they really care. They have a real authentic relationship. He's an authentic alpha male, totally in his masculine. She's an authentic alpha female. She speaks her mind. She's going to tell him like it is. Sometimes he listens to her. Sometimes he disagrees with her. You can tell there's, there's a genuine real relationship unlike – Hillary Clinton's relationship with – I mean it's not real. It's not authentic. She doesn't come off as being centered in her feminine energy. She vacillates back and forth. You very rarely ever see her in her feminine energy. There was the very – I think it was the very last debate. He was talking about winning and he was really centered about winning and her response was just kind of, some kind of like smart ass like woo. In that moment, she was actually in her feminine energy and to me, I saw that as a sign of – because he was in his alpha masculine. That forced her to move into her feminine energy. Even though it was brief, she did it. You can go back and watch the tape and see it. It was like the only moment in that whole debate where she was actually feminine and centered in her energy. Her relationship is a business relationship. I mean the bottom line is Bill Clinton is dicking bimbos as Colin Powell said in his email and you know he's been cheating on her for decades maybe they have an arrangement I, you know, but the bottom line is don't present that like you're just some little perfect happy family i mean trump it took him three marriages to get it right but at least he's got it right i think he's been with melania since like the late late 90s and fucking good for him that's an example we can all look at and see is when women are happy in a relationship, when they're centered in their feminine energy, they tend to grow their hair out, they tend to stay in shape, they look feminine, they look sexy, and when they're not, they tend to put on weight, they stop wearing makeup, they tend to cut all their, all their hair off. It's just the way it is. I'm just the messenger. Number eight, Donald Trump's kids are a tremendous success 
success in their own right. They have successful relationships and families themselves. Obviously, they learned a lot through their own father's difficulties that he had in his previous relationships. I think that's fucking awesome. When you compare number nine, Chelsea Clinton, she's never done anything management-wise or leadership-wise that is comparable to Donald Trump's kids. I think she got a job for was a couple hundred grand a year to work on MSNBC or NBC a few years ago. She did like three or four stories. It was all she got that job because she was connected. And the way she talked about money, she's just like, well, I tried to care about money, but I just couldn't care about it. That's somebody that's born with a silver spoon in their mouth and they have no business knowledge or experience. And so what does that reveal when you look at her versus the Trump kids? He's a superior parent and he's a superior at teaching business skills, skills that they can actually use. Number 10, Trump is authentic and real. Hillary Clinton is phony. She has no empathy and is totally robotic and scripted. I mean to look parents in the eye when the bodies of their children are in those coffins when they come back from Benghazi and to lie right through their teeth and say, oh yeah, it was a video that, you know, it was just spontaneous protests and that's why your your son your son is dead because of a, a video. But we're gonna go after that guy. And that in days before she was sending emails to her daughter saying, oh yeah, it was definitely Al Qaeda related group. It was definitely a terrorist attack. I mean, a woman just – she doesn't fucking care. Everything is fucking scripted. Even the other day, like a day or two after Trump won the election, Hillary's out for a walk with Bill Clinton and her dog and, oh, runs into this woman who happened to be a Hillary supporter with her little baby. Well, the beauty of the internet is that people did searches and they found out she was actually a Clinton operative. She actually worked for the campaign. I mean – when you're that scripted, when everything in your life supposedly randomly bumping into somebody in a park and taking a picture, oh, look, one of my fans, let me take a picture with her. And it's like, come on. I mean, we're fucking sick of that. We're sick of that bullshit. Just be fucking real with me. Number 11, Melania Trump's an alpha female. She's an equal and a teammate. And like I said earlier, and I've been talking about it the past year, Greta Van Susteren did an interview, it's probably I guess eight, six, eight months ago at least, where Melania told a story about how she met Donald. He was on a date with another another woman, and she asked for his number, and he gave her all her numbers the cell phone number, the office number, his home number. And I she called him four or five, six days later, whatever it happened to be, and they've basically been together ever since. I mean, Trump gets hit on all the fucking time. She even said in her interview recently, she's like, we'll be together and women will come right up to him and give him their number right in front of me. When you're at that level of success and fame, people, they don't fucking care. They want something. They just, (laughs) they have no cooth. Number 12. Donald Trump speaks honestly and openly about problems that everyone can see but most are too afraid or politically correct to discuss. This is the only way real problems can be solved by talking honestly and openly about it. When it comes to radical Islam, I mean I did a video after the Pulse nightclub thing six, eight months ago 
And it's like when you talk about radical Islam, it, I mean anybody, whether it's in the media or on TV, it's like nobody can really talk about it because people start throwing the xenophobe and the Islamophobe and you know that's all you know things that the Muslim Brotherhood has come up with to silence people talking about it. You can Google about the Muslim Brotherhood and what their plans are. Their documents are out there in the internet. There's like a 50, 100-year plan to turn the United States into the Islamic state, the United States of Islamic America. That's that's their goal. And when you have people openly engaging in sedition, and it's not just in our country, it's every country in the West. They've got groups. They've infiltrated the government. And since nobody can talk honestly and openly about it, the problem just continues to fester and grow and it's designed to do that. When I mean, you look at the problem with illegal immigration and building a wall, I mean every country in Europe is now building a wall because of the migrant problem. I mean there was a wall around the White House which actually Barack Obama is building even higher. Well, And people, and people like him go on TV and go, oh, walls don't work. Really? Well, why do we have all this? You ever flown into an airport from an international destination? You see all the bulletproof glass and all the shit you have to go through just to get in through immigrations and customs. But on our border, there's fucking nothing there. I mean most places along the border, I mean places there are, there's this shitty little fence. They just cut holes in it. The Border Patrol doesn't even try to fix it because they, they'll fix the hole and the next morning they come back and the hole's cut opening. And plus you got tunnels under there. What's the point of deporting people if they just walk right – you deport them in the morning and they walk across the border in the afternoon? That's fucking asinine stupidity. I mean come on. You have people coming across – I mean when you look at the numbers, when you look at between the trade deficit and all the people working in the states and sending money home, that's almost a trillion dollars that gets sucked out of our economy. It no longer circulates. When you have $25 billion a year leaving the United States and going to Mexico – for oil revenue and you got another 23, 24 billion a year from Mexican people working here in the States and sending that money back home, that's 50 billion a year that leaves our economy that goes back to Mexico. I mean at, at the end of the day, I mean what's that wall going to cost? Eight, ten billion dollars? It's all about negotiation. We have the leverage. That's the bottom line. When you have leverage, you have the upper hand. And it's all about negotiating a deal. We've got to build a fucking wall. Coming across the border should be just like going into an airport. You have, and it's not just Mexico. You've got people from all over Central America coming here, working. They have no intention of becoming a citizen. They have no desire. They want to work here for three, four, five years. And they can make enough money where they're set up, whether it's Ecuador or Panama, anywhere, Costa Rica. I mean literally they can work here for four or five years make enough money to where they're set up they can live like kings back in their own country for they're set up for life you know like once that money leaves our economy it gets spent and it circulates in the other economy so american workers end up competing against people who are illegal aliens and the big corporations is i mean it's going to cost them more money if they have to pay americans more i mean it's supply and demand I mean, our people, our own people, are getting totally fucked. And when you have a basically a trillion dollars a year being sucked out of our economy through trade deficits and people working here and sending that money back home, that money's got to come from somewhere. I mean, we're talking ten percent of the economy of our money. That's our economy is twelve, ten, twelve trillion dollars a year on average. 
You got about a trillion leaving every year? That's just one of the things. Obamacare, I mean, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Affordable Health Care Act. You, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your insurance plan, you can keep it. It was all bullshit. It was all a lie. They knew it was a lie. You can see the videos of Jonathan Gruber, who was the guy that got that pass, where he admits they convoluted it and made it that way so people couldn't tell that it was in essence a tax. And Obama did not – oh, it's not a tax even though the Supreme Court came out when it finally went to the Supreme Court and said it's a tax. It's a total clusterfuck. I mean I think Arizona, their premiums are going up 116 percent this year. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you've got 20 – supposedly 20, 22 million people that are now insured. But you also have a lot of people that can't afford to have insurance that used to have insurance. So how is that a fair deal? And on top of that, they can't afford insurance. They get hit with an Obamacare tax. That's just not right, man. There's no honor in legislation being passed that way. And when that final bill was passed, the senators and the congressmen that voted on that bill, they didn't get it till like 1, 2 in the morning. And they, the vote was like 9, 10, 11 a.m. The thing was like 3,000 pages. I mean, come on. And he just signed it. Signed that shit into law. He didn't read the fucking thing. Can you imagine a CEO of Google or any Fortune 500 company doing that? They'd be fired. They'd be fired and be sued for malfeasance. Hey, you had the president of our country signs in a law thousands of pages that he hasn't even fucking read. And then everybody in Congress had signed it and voted for it. They didn't fucking read it either. It was written by the lawyers and the lobbyists for the special interests. I mean, come on. How stupid can we be to sit there and go, yeah, that's a great deal. Number 13. Donald Trump tells it like it is without sugarcoating. He's not intimidated by anyone. He doesn't back down. That's what I loved him. He's got a fucking spine. He'll, he'll look somebody right now and I go, no. I'm not apologizing. I'm not – no. What I said was not out of line. I'm speaking my truth. You don't like it? Don't care. Even our inner enemies respect us. Look, look at what Russia came out and Syria. They want to have a peaceful relationship with the United States. Why? Because they respect him. And if you know anything about history, especially when, when Reagan was in office, the Russians literally thought Reagan was crazy enough that he would push the button. So they didn't want to fuck with him. So it's good to have a little bit of crazy and you'll at least be perceived as being crazy. Because the bottom line is you got – right now, Putin – he doesn't respect Barack Obama at all. He's constantly he's got his jets buzzing our aircraft carriers and our navy ships, giving him the finger because he knows he ain't gonna do shit about it. You, there's also video, an interview where it was like a kind of like a news conference over in Europe, where Putin looked right at everybody in the media and he was speaking to Obama. He's like, "Do you realize what you guys have done to the Middle East?" I mean. Totally chastised him and you know what? He was fucking spot on and the majority of the people in our military agreed with him. They were actually glad when Putin stepped in because Barack Obama had tied their hands. Number 14, Hillary tells people what they want to hear. I mean that's pretty obvious. She says whatever is politically expedient. Even Barack Obama when he was running back in 2008 says she'll say whatever she needs to say to get elected and she won't change a damn thing. Those are his words. Number 15, 
Thousands of people attended Trump's rally, rallies. The night before the election, I think he was in Michigan, there were 31,000 people there. I mean, Hillary had, and his signs were everywhere. I was down in South Florida a couple weeks ago visiting family. I saw Trump signs everywhere. I think I saw one Hillary sign. One. One of those little crappy yard signs. And I've been hearing reports of that all over the country. Hardly any of her signs. Hundreds of people go to her rallies. Thousands go to his. Like her vice president, I think he did a, a rally here in Orlando a couple weeks ago. And there are like 15 people out there. The only time a lot of people showed up for her concerts was when Jay-Z or Katy Perry or somebody famous showed up to give a free concert. People weren't there because they wanted to listen to what Hillary had to say. They were like, give me the free shit. I'll take the free concert. The bottom line is, as I've said, as I've learned from Tony Robbins many years ago, people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. And the bottom line is without an emotionally you – know, when I talk about purpose and mission in life, unless you really love what you're doing, unless you're really enthusiastic, unless you're really excited, unless you have a really compelling reason why you want to do something, you won't do it. Hillary simply was not – she had no emotionally compelling reason to go and vote for her. The fact that she had a vagina was not an emotionally compelling reason to vote for her and make her the first woman president. You know, I had friends of mine that live in my building like – well, at least she's a woman. So the only reason to vote for her is because she has a vagina. It'd be nice to have a woman as a president. Forget competency. Forget the. Let's ignore the fact that she's totally corrupt and dishonest, and has been proven and caught in one fucking lie after another. And the bottom line is people are not going to move their ass unless they're excited. People were excited about Trump. That's why they voted. And I didn't vote in the 2012 election when it was Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. I was like, nothing would change. Like Mitt Romney, he was fucking beta male floppy cock, man. It's like, I didn't trust that guy as far as I could throw him. And look how he behaved in this election. What a fucking phony. I, ah, I just can't stand people like that. I'm glad he lost that 2012 election. He was useless as tits on a boar hog. Number 16. Dishonest polling that was designed to demoralize Trump's voters and cause them not to show up on election day had the opposite effect. If you were looking at the polls, what was interesting is they were oversampling Democrats in all the polls. Some of them they were oversampling to sample a turnout that was even higher than what Barack Obama did. The reason Obama won in 2008 is there was a lot of enthusiasm. He was a really emotionally compelling candidate for the people that voted for him. I mean his rallies were huge. Thousands of people were showing up for his rallies. His signs were everywhere. He was all over the media. The enthusiasm was, a, was not – it was a fraction of what it was in, in 2012 versus 2008. But he was still a more emotionally compelling candidate than Mitt Romney was. And that's why he kicked Mitt's ass. Mitt deserved to get his ass handed to him. Number 17. It was obvious to voters that almost 100% of the media and pundits were in the tank for Clinton and constantly making up bullshit stories, scandals, and other reasons why you should be offended. Interesting factoid. 96% of all campaign contributions 
from members of the media went to Hillary Clinton. How can you possibly expect to get honest news when 96% of the people that are giving you the news are in the tank for her? I mean, come on. That's common sense. Number 18, the email scandal revealed Clinton's corruption, dishonesty, and incompetence as a leader and manager. She continually lied about it and was busted on her lies every time. All, oh, there was no classified stuff in there. The director of the FBI came out. There was like 100, 110 that were classified. And several, I think it was like 10 or 12 of those emails were SAP, which stood for Special Access Program, if I remember. I think that's how, how it goes. But those are classified above top secret. That's like, I mean, it's like, fuck. And they were copying and pasting. Sending things to her home printer to print out. It's like apparently even her maid was printing out classified stuff. It's like, come on, dude. That's not something a competent manager is going to do. Number 19. The rise of the new and alternative media has finally broken through and has the numbers and market penetration to overcome the dishonest mainstream media, which has destroyed its credibility as journalistic enterprises. You look at people, you look at InfoWars, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson, Mike Cernovich, which I don't know if you guys follow Mike Cernovich, but he wrote a book called Guerrilla Mindset, which I highly recommend. And he also wrote a book he released about two weeks before the election called MAGA Mindset. And he talks about Trump's mindset and why he's done so well. It's an excellent book. You can even listen for free, Stefan Molyneux, he did a the audio version. He's got that up on his YouTube channel. It's about four, four and a half hours long, and I highly recommend you check it out and listen to it. It's Mega Mindset, and, and Stefan did a fantastic job of narrating it. A lot of great wisdom in there that you can apply to life. Again, his name is Mike Cernovich, Mega Mindset. It's on Amazon. It's already got really good. I think it's like 4.6 or 4.7 out of five stars. Pretty good review. I highly recommend you follow him on Twitter as well. He's broken a lot of stuff and was really driving a lot of the memes that were in the election. Bill Mitchell's another guy. I mean, he he really, I mean, he was really taking apart the polling, and he he was just like, I'm certain, 100% convinced he's gonna win. And he was fucking spot on. I mean, like all these guys, the things that they were saying all along. I highly recommend you guys follow them. That's the beauty of like Twitter. I mean, Twitter really is. The media. If you're interested in news and information and media, Twitter is the place to be. Anybody who has anything to say that you may potentially be interested in, I mean, it's just that's where people go. And then that stuff gets spread on social media without the, I mean, we just completely have circumvented the media. It's beautiful. Number 20. And this is something that Mike Cernovich did. I'll put the link on his article. This was like really fucking weird. And this all came out in the WikiLeaks. When I first heard about it, I was like, what? And if any of you have followed any of the stuff that Alex Jones has said for years, I mean, he tends to be right more often than he's wrong. And some of this shit he talks about, like these occult rituals and stuff like that. And he's even got video where he snuck in, I think about 15 years ago, and f- filmed one of the ceremonies going on at Bohemian Grove. And this is like leaders of the world – People in our government are having these bizarre and participating in these bizarre occult rituals. And John Podesta, who was Hillary's campaign chairman, had uh, which you know came out as WikiLeaks, 
was hanging out with this woman. Her name's uh, Marina Mariana Abranoff. She's like, you know, a cultist. She does things like she'll cut a pentagram around her belly button and I mean cutting it into her skin. She does these things called spirit cookings. I mean you can see video of it. She's actually filmed this about 20 years ago and they take like gallons of pig's blood and spread it around her room and they paint shit on the wall. It's like, you know, there's like this little statue in the corner of the room. It's about the size of a child and, and you just coat it in pig's blood and apparently they mix like semen and breast milk and you know i guess everybody cuts their middle finger and it's like like what i mean, can you make hey come on over a spirit cook we're gonna spread blood all over my house i'm gonna paint messages on the walls we're gonna do these weird occult rituals but you can actually see the video of them setting it up and her talking about it and explaining what it is and you can see the emails that are sent back and forth and oh I'm really excited to go to this spirit cooking and they have these like square stones that they mount on the wall and they put their forehead against it and like when you feel a transfer of energy then move on to the next one. You know there's pictures that you can see I can't remember if they're in the article or not where you know she's hanging out with Jay-Z, Lady Gaga, they're sitting there they got their foreheads against each other. It's like I guess part of this energy exchange that they're doing. It's just go look at it yourself. It's fucking bizarre and it's like when I heard you know, Alex Jones talked about these kinds of things years ago. It was like, it sounds fucking ridiculous. I mean, come on. And here you see it in the emails and you can actually see video on the internet of her participating, watching her paint this shit on the wall. And it's like, make you mad. Hey, come on over. We're going to have a spirit cooking tonight. You know, most normal human beings have like potluck and they have friends and family where they make dinner together, have a few beers. It's like, no, let's come on over. We'll spread blood everywhere and we'll do these weird satanic rituals and It'll give you power and make you feel strong. It's like, come on, man. And some of the other ones, you see these videos, are, they bring out the, they have these events where they bring out like a bunch of male models or, you know, have a table and there's, it looks like there's a body under the table and they lay them down and it's like a naked woman and they start cutting it. It's a big naked woman. It's a cake. And of course, the insides are all red, you know, red velvet. And, you know, it looks like cannibalism. And it's like, and it's playing like really dark, you know, hard guitar, kind of heavy metal music. I'm thinking, I, I can't imagine going to something like that. It's like, I mean, most normal people are like, what? Again, you can see my, I'll have my assistant link to the article on Mike Cernovich's uh, website, Danger and Play, where you can see these videos, you can see the pictures and make up your own fucking mind. But it's fucking weird shit, man. As they say, as the old saying goes, truth tends to be stranger than fiction. Number 21, the Democratic Party was exposed as being corrupt and in the tank for Hillary. They totally fucking sandbag, sandbag Bernie Sanders. I mean, what's her name? Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was originally charged with the DNC when the WikiLeaks came out. She resigned in disgrace. And then Donna Brazile, who was working for CNN, she was fucking sliding questions to Hillary for her debates with Bernie in advance. I mean, there's no fucking honor in that. That's not how honorable people behave. I mean, come on, dude. You know, all that shit came out. It's like, that's why nobody, why, why would you move, get off your ass to go vote for somebody that is on the ticket because of shit like that? I love the, oh, I remember landing in Bosnia under sniper fire. You know, we had to run into the cars and duck our heads. You can see that video, all the media. And she goes, 
I misspoke. Misspoke my ass. She got caught in a bold-faced fucking lie trying to make herself look tough and that she's been out there in the battlefield like the soldiers are and instead there's a bunch of little girls giving her flowers and all this stuff and shaking hands and it's like come on I have fucking no respect for people that behave that way number 22 the USA has had three straight incompetent presidents starting with Bill Clinton George Bush and Barack Obama none of these guys had any I mean, when I was talking to a good friend of mine recently, a couple weeks ago, about this, when when Bush got elected, I was excited. I was excited about all the people that he was bringing into his cabinet. But it was like, ah, oh, what a fucking disaster! I'm looking at now. I mean, he he had no competent business management experience. He never ran a company for decades. Like you have to learn. You have to learn how to meet a payroll. You have to learn how to have a vision and hire the right people. You keep the right people, you promote the right people, and you fire the people that ain't getting the fucking job done. When you we elect people, I mean Obama, I mean he had less experience than anybody. He's never run a goddamn thing in his life. I mean, come on, nobody gets fired. I mean, you got vets dying, tens of thousands of vets dying, waiting for care at the VA. Nobody gets fired. Oh, everything's great. It's gonna be fine. Thousands of people are dying. That's that's what happened. An incompetent person has no fucking clue what to do to turn that around. It is what it is. Number 23. Globalists and transnational business interests don't care about the nation state. They believe that they are intellectually superior to the rest of us and should be dictating to us how we should live our lives. A lot of them are fucking trust fund babies. You know, great grandpa made all their fucking money for them and they got nothing to do but sit in their mansions and twiddle their thumbs and try to think of ways that they can manage the rest of us. People, and the reality is people worldwide, we love our countries and we love our cultures and we ain't interested in losing them to heartless, corrupt, and dishonest individuals that's a fact of life bottom line is people voted to give the blue-collar billionaire trump if you will a chance to see what a guy who's been a proven competent business person over many decades let's see what the guy can do number 24 and what i loved about this i trump only apologized one time despite thousands and thousands of calls from the moment he announced to apologize for all kinds of fucking ridiculous infractions. And the only time he apologized was after that tape came out. That was the Access Hollywood or that hot mic thing. It was like, and he apologized. And therefore, remember, scarcity creates value. So his apology actually meant something because, he, I mean, I've seen interviews and people in the media – I mean it's like they live to, to bully people into apologizing for things. Oh, you said something was so – oh, you need to apologize. It's like they live for that. It just gives them so much significance and a feeling of power over other people that they can use their newspaper or their television network to try to bully and people are going, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. 
Number 25, and I think this is the most important one. Freedom of the individual and liberty movements worldwide are spreading like wildfire as people take back their countries, governments, and control over their own lives and destinies. I mean, the bottom line is we all want to be left the fuck alone. We want to spend our money the way we want to spend it. We want to work in ways that are pleasing and appealing to us. And we want to date and be in the kind of relationships that we personally want to be in relationships with, with the kind of people that we want. And we don't want somebody that doesn't fucking know us telling us how to dress, how to live, how to think, how to talk, who to hang out with, who not to hang out with, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. I mean, the bottom line is there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. And there's seven and a half billion different ways to live, be, think, and be who you are. Like I've said many times over the years, the whole purpose of life is to enjoy it. Let's make it a fucking masterpiece. So I'm excited. I'm really glad the election's over. I'm glad it's behind us. I'm excited to see what Trump can do. I believe he's going to do a great job. I believe he'll be even a better president than Ronald Reagan. But we'll see where we are in four years. But no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. So if you'd like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works for you. If you'd like to get a copy of my book, it's available in paperback, Kindle format. And if you want the audio format, you can go to audible.com and subscribe to a membership plan. You can get it totally for free or you can buy it outright for basically 20 bucks. And I will talk to you soon.